0: Welcome to Becoming the Ultimate Coach, I'm The Doc, this is The Doc, and this is part one of our four-part series, The Root Cause of Behavior. So, understanding this has changed my method of coaching, which leads to higher compliance, better results, and less frustrations from myself and clients. So, Dr. J, what's the science behind this?
1: Well, the first thing that I always wanna share is understanding how behavior in general works. And the basic premise is that Behavior doesn't persist unless it's being reinforced. So that even includes the behaviors that are habits that we have that we don't like or we want to change. Or we even see in other people where we're like, why do they keep doing that? It seems so destructive or they don't feel good about it or whatever it is. But somewhere along that line, for that behavior to continue to happen, it's being reinforced by something. And that's also often what it means is, is that it's serving us a purpose. And oftentimes it's a coping strategy. It can be um, a distraction. And sometimes it's a source of pleasure. And again, it might not cause us long-term pleasure, but it might be short-term pleasure. So uh, the research highlights that there's basically four root causes of behaviors and four categories to think about. And they're escape, attention, tangible, and sensory.
0: Yeah. And so this has really changed how I approach my clients. And and we break this down into what we call our EATS model. So the escape, attention, tangible, and sensory. And so um, today I really want us to break down just escape and really dive into that. And so what we, we see a lot with clients and the majority of the people coming in, they're looking for weight loss or improve health or being toned, tone or one of these different things. Something. And so um, instead of being like, okay, we need to change up everything we're doing food-wise, it's, um, it's more of like we, we take this approach of like, okay, what are the big caloric offenders? And so a lot of times we see these big caloric offenders of like the, the late night drinking. Um, oh, a lot yeah. of times we see this like late night snacking. Um, and then you really kind of taught me of like, okay, what are the replacements before that? Because I know as like a very young trainer, I was like telling people, I was like, well, just stop doing that, which wasn't super helpful. And then as a, a moderately um, experienced trainer, I was, I was doing replacements, like you're talking here, but really my, uh, my reasoning for that replacement, um, I, didn't, I didn't really know this eats model. So it was just kind of like a, you know, this worked for this one client, it might work for you kind of deal. So kind of breakdown. If, if someone is, is, is drinking in the evening, like how is that an escape or, or how does someone go about like improving that for their clients?
1: yeah and as we 've talked before, every client 's different, every person 's different and um, and and so we 're just going to use alcohol and escape here as the framework for today, but it doesn 't mean that everyone that 's drinking alcohol in the evening is doing it for escape and we 'll go through the rest of them in, in the rest of our series. but when we think about escape it 's really good to think about a couple facets: one is Am I just trying to deload, de-stress? I'm like, I've had a long day, or the kiddos are just on my last nerve, or I've got a lot on my mind, and I just want to, literally like it sounds, escape that. I want to have a separation from the day-to-day or what I've been dealing with and just kind of shut it down or have a mindset shift and, uh, and feel differently. So when we think about that and we think about alcohol, we can kind of see how those two get paired because Oftentimes when we're having alcohol, depending on the quali- the, the quantity and uh, how much, uh, the strength of the alcohol, we can really get kind of a mindset shift pretty quickly. And it's just easy to view that as a way for me to depart and, and just separate and get out of that. Even, even if I feel like crap the next day, at that moment, it's serving that function.
0: Yeah, and this is something I've seen common with clients that come in and, and when, they, when they're doing that alcohol in the evening, and so I like the approach that you teach on this of of just really kind of, of asking the clients like what it is in the sense of okay uh, we know we're late night drinking alcohol we know that's hindering the the, the goals that we're wanting for for the weight loss whatever it is and then just kind of breaking down to clients of like okay if it is escape like what are other forms of escape. And and this is what, you know, a lot of coaches when we're we're teaching this model are like worried about, like, well, you know, I'm not a therapist and I don't want to get into stuff and I don't want to open Pandora's box of problems and stuff like that. And that's why I like the method um, that you really show me of of if we can talk to the client and figure out like what else do they do for fun, um, it really becomes a fun conversation. It's one I really enjoy. Like one of the guys I I was working with, it's like, what did you used to do for fun that you you feel like you don't have time for anymore? And he was talking about, well, I, I used to play the guitar. I'm like, that's an amazing one. Like, how about you find someone to like give some lessons with that in the evening, and you can practice on those other days, and that could be the form of escape. And so it's it just like a fun way of of getting him going back to doing something fun that's fun for him. It, it gives him that same escape, but it also gets his drinking that's cut down.
1: Exactly, and and I love that use the use of the word fun because fun. If you really think about it, when you have fun, it's. And and the way that we use that word, it's really about something that um, we're we're just mentally involved in and and it's enjoyable and it's typically not about our daily stressors. It's not about the day to day grind. It's really just that separate thing that allows us to be in that moment and enjoy whatever that is. And so I love pairing fun with this because it's not like, oh, what else can numb your mind? but it's really what else can distract you? Yep. What else can put you in a place that separates you from those daily stressors? And you and I were uh, working with some coaches the other day and one of the coaches, and I just love the way he said that was, he said, I like to talk to, to parents, especially moms, what are some of the things that you enjoyed doing before you had kiddos? Yep. Because we do know that whether it's pursuing your career and moving up the career ladder, or just trying to provide more for your family or having children, it does eat up some of your time, that proverbial free time that you had before. And there's some, there's a rate of exchange there. And so sometimes it's fun to think about, like, well, what did you usually used to enjoy and why did you enjoy it? And how does that fit in with your current lifestyle? And, and where can you put that in without having to sacrifice a ton of other things, but just have that replacement that still serves that purpose?
0: So, see, the the current fitness industry approach, if I go broad stroke here, is um, just have discipline, just have willpower, just cut it out. So what's the problem with that approach?
1: Well, again, if if the current behavior is serving me a, a function, um, it, we're not talking about willpower as much as we're talking about that you're asking me to do something that's incompatible with my needs. and so when we do that and you know we can think of that motorically like if 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 someone is recovering from a knee surgery, we're not going to have them motorically do things that are putting load on that knee. It's incompatible with what they can do at that time. Behavior really functions similarly and so when when we think about these things, it's important to say like okay, what are the time of day? So you and I are talking about like in the evenings, right? What is the time of day that this tends to occur? What do you feel? Why do you do it? And, and again, people also have terms like, I just love my wine or I just have to have it. No. And, and we can validate those words, but what is it about it that you love? And is it just how you feel with it? Is it calming? Is it something you look forward to because it just puts you in a different frame of mind? And once we find that, then willpower, compliance, motivation, they can all be there, but we actually have to have a plan that somebody can comply with. And I've talked about this before in BUCS, and when we talk to other people about this, is this notion of social validity. It has to match my lifestyle and be important to that. So compliance and willpower aren't about just um, willing yourself to do anything and everything. For a couple weeks, somebody probably could get rid of all their wine every evening and and be the dry January, but it doesn't persist because of that fact that we're not meeting the needs of the person, and and our brains are wired to go figure out what we need and go after it one way or another. Unfortunately, sometimes it's uh, less adaptive and healthy for us than others, and that's what we're just trying to help people find.
0: Yeah, and that that dry January is such a good example because I've had a handful of clients over the last 20 years of working with people that are like, they go a month and they cut it out, but it's almost like they're counting down the days so they can start it up again. And then it's almost like that, you know, super wet February where they're drinking as much as they would. So over the two months, they're still net even the same amount of alcohol.
1: Exactly. And that's where the fitness industry, we have to be careful with this because, and I'm not saying the fitness industry is in charge of dry January. But if we push too much, this notion of deprivation, we only can be in a state of deprivation for so long. And that's why people are counting it down because that need isn't met in a different way. So they've just removed it. And we can again, do that for a period of time, but then we're gonna boomerang back and have that super wet February.
0: And when I first met you, the, the, the approach I was taking was I was using replacements, um, but a lot of times I was, I was doing the replacements very similar to what they were doing. So if someone was drinking in the evening, I was trying to find a different drink for them to do, whether it be like tea or kombucha or you know, like there's even this like natural calm that's like a magnesium fizzy drink, something like that. So what's what's wrong with that approach?
1: Well, again, if it's for escape, it's a mindset shift, right? It's just that that relaxing whatever. And the reality is alcohol has some properties that will do that. Oh. It'll mess up with your sleep and other things later on, but at that moment it can feel very relaxing. So Again, what you were doing, which is actually um, at least you were trying to match what the behavior looked like. Mm-hmm. And so it's the drinking. We call that the manifestation, right? How the behavior is manifesting. You are matching that, which is definitely a step above what I see sometimes, too, where people have this, like list of healthy behaviors and they just randomly like pick one. Hey, so you're drinking while you're cooking and you're just trying to relax after dinner, go take a bath. And I was like, well, but they're cooking. Yeah. This isn't going to work out real well. Don't cook, no dinner, but go take a bath and ignore everyone in your household, right? So um, so what you were doing was at least matching the manifestation of the behavior, which is great. I'm drinking, drink something else. But the manifest, manifestation of the behavior probably occurred over several years and different, or mom drank wine when she cooked or whatever. And what we're talking about here is taking it to that next level of, I'm not going to just look at what it looks like, but what purpose does it serve me and how does it make me feel? And so the kombucha, the teas, the things like that, they just don't have that same feel.
0: Yeah. And so, you know, really just to wrap this up of, of when we, I'm working with clients and the coaches that we work with, it's, it's one, you know, being very clear with what the goal is, figuring out what those unhealthy ba- behaviors are that we're, we're trying to change. And then now that we have a clear path of that, of like, okay, what are these, these these root cause of these unhealthy behaviors and how do we match it up for the defined replacements? And so we use the, the, we call it the EATS model. And so it's escape, attention, tangible, and sensory. And today we went over escape, um, come into the, the next session and we're gonna get into attention. So we'll see you then.